You're listening to the Let's Talk Diaspora podcast. I'm Bud. I'm Rebecca. Join us as we have conversations that center around the 281 million people in the diaspora today. While these people may be far from their home, we are witnessing God use believers to share the gospel with them, which is resulting in the ends of the earth, coming to know and follow Jesus. Rebecca, the first thing I want to ask is why in the world are we even equipped to talk about this. What, what are we doing? What, what are your credentials, Rebecca? Uh, I don't know if I am fully equipped, but I definitely have a love for the Lord and for Jesus to be known and praised and particularly um, for Jesus to be known among the nations. I've lived overseas for 11 years among a unreached people group, um, came back to the States and really wanted to continue to be involved in reaching um, those that are coming to the States um, from unreached areas. So I'm thankful to be able to get involved and learn more. But I don't live currently in a diaspora city setting, um, but um, in between two major cities with some uh, unreached people groups in them. So I'm thankful to be able to continue to learn. Not an expert, but continuing to learn. How about you, Bud? What about you? How did you get involved? And why do you feel called to diaspora? Diaspora. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a great that's a great uh, question to even even talk about is how how do we even pronounce the word diaspora diaspora uh, whatever else you want want to use but if you're if you're listening I just want to say welcome to episode one of Let's Talk Diaspora so you heard Rebecca she said she's not qualified but she has a heart for the Lord and the unreached. She's lived overseas. I have not yet lived overseas, but I'm living in a major metro with a large diaspora population. So whether you've lived overseas, you have a heart for the unreached, or you're in a global city with a, a large diaspora population, and you just want to learn alongside with us, I want to say, hey, we're glad you're here. And uh, just really my my story of coming to, to know what, what is an unreached people group and coming to faith. I didn't come to faith until I was an adult, so age 26. So if you're less than 26 and listening to this, you already have a head start on, on me. I grew up in Tennessee, so not necessarily a diaspora setting. Uh, the unreached people groups in my city was, was me. I was the unreached people group in my city. But God was gracious to bring the gospel to me through a faithful church and really, my, my call to faith and call to missions was really close together. The Lord really just showed me really a vision for diaspora ministry, being a brand new believer uh, about a decade ago. And no one was talking about diaspora missions a decade ago. But the Lord showed me, I don't know if it was a vision, a dream, I don't know how to explain it, but it was clear that my, my role was to come alongside people that are close culture or same culture to unreached people groups and encourage them and equip them and come alongside them to reach unreached people groups. But the way the Lord showed me that was Filipinos in Laos. So again, Filipinos in Laos. I don't even know if that's a thing, but that's what the Lord showed me is like diaspora missions is real. People are on the move. Uh, and if we understand that that God is the unseen mover of all peoples, we have to recognize when God sends missionaries, God's at work. When God sends unreached people groups, so where there's lots of churches, that's God at work. 
And so what, what I get to do now, Rebecca, is I, I'm in a major uh, hub city in the center part of North America and kind of a team leader for people reaching unreached people groups. And then also uh, the director of research, so researching and answering the question, who are these people? And just trying to communicate that to the body of Christ. So Rebecca, what else can you tell us about yourself you have a what's what's your family like? Tell us a little bit. You ha, you have kids? I do. I have five kids, um, ages eighteen to eleven. Three boys, two girls. My husband has also a heart for sharing his faith as well as sharing with the nations. So he's very involved in that as well. Yeah. So um, I came to faith. I, I like to encourage those out there that are in some little small podunk town of North America that God can use you because I grew up on a ranch in Texas out in the middle of nowhere and never expected that um, God would take me to use me among peoples from different places and countries and um, just how he would give me such a love for peoples from different backgrounds and faiths. Um, So I just want to encourage those out there listening. Yeah, so that's that's a little bit about me, a little my story. I came to know the Lord when I was um, 10 and then felt called to go wherever God wanted to take me to tell people about Jesus at 12. And it was mainly because of the church that I was a part of and that they um, shared Christ with me, but also shared with me a love for the nations. So my heart for the nations and peoples has been since then. Bud, can you tell me any fun facts about yourself? Yeah, I'm colorblind. And so like, that sounds kind of cliche. It's like, I don't, you know, see white, yellow, green, brown, purple. I see, I see people like God sees them. We're all the same uh, in a sinful condition, in need of a savior. And so that's, that's a fun fact. I I really am colorblind, but I like, I like to share it in that way. (laughs) Rebecca, why, why, why in the world do we need to start a podcast and have a conversation related around diaspora missions. Why, why are we giving time to this? I believe one of the reasons we're giving time to it is because um, there are so few that are even aware of what diaspora missions is. Um, so just to be able to get people aware and educated. Um, and I think another reason is because there it's right here and something we can be involved in. That's what I get excited about is the church right here in North America can easily get involved in what God is doing among the nations here. You said that the church played a significant role in you hearing the call from God to go to the unreached. And so pastors, you, you have um, a stewardship of the body of Christ that the Lord has made you steward over to cast vision for missions. Uh, but what we see God doing is he's, he's doing something in a way he's never done before with the diaspora. He's bringing the unreached to the missionaries rather than sending the missionaries to the unreached. And so pastor, I'm glad that you're listening because we want to be able to walk alongside you and equip you and give you points of, of, uh, connection with diaspora community so you have a frame of reference. Rebecca, what 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 else are we going to do in this first season? This is just the introduction. Maybe you can just share with the listeners a little bit what we, we what we have up for store. This is just a brief, brief episode. We've got got several things we're going to talk about in the coming weeks. Some of the things we're discussed have been diving into the biblical foundations of um, diaspora movement and stories 
why, you know, why is this important and hearing stories of why this is important and how God is at work um, and how could diaspora missions, could, could it be the fourth wave of the modern missions, um, starting to answering those kind of questions. But are there some other things that we've discussed that you might want to bring up? Yeah, it's it's really just setting setting the table, telling the story of what what God is doing um, in the history of missions and why we feel like the diaspora right now is something that God God has ordained and it is a stewardship for the body of Christ. And we're we're both in North America, but this doesn't just apply to North America. We're we're seeing diaspora reaching diaspora. So we're seeing people who have immigrated from Latin America and Sub-Saharan Africa coming to North America or Europe and reaching Somalis or uh, Pakistanis or Bangladeshis or uh, Hindus from India. It's the it's got God is moving all of these pieces together. And if we think back, if I can just just cast vision for diaspora missions. Um, if we think back about God's God's thread through all of Scripture. He creates Adam and Eve, and he tells them to be fruitful and multiply. He created them in his image, and so his image bearers were to go and multiply his glory. Uh, in Habakkuk 2.14, it says that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. We see him moving Abraham and, and sending him into the diaspora. Why? So that he would be a blessing to the nations. And so it is the character of our God to move people for his glory and so that people may know the truth. And so when we think about that, we're like, wow, the scripture is full of diaspora people. And that's one of the episodes we're going to unpack. And then we look at what God's doing today. I just want to maybe end our time with, with one, one phrase. And this is a conviction I've come just from reading the scripture is when you see people on the move, God is at work. And if we remember the study, um, experiencing God, uh, basically the, the author of that study says, find where God's at work and join him. So if you want to know where God's at work, find people on the move and join what he's doing right there. Yes, and but that's our hope is more people are going to have that heart and want to get involved in finding those people on the move. So we want to thank each of you for listening to help us out. Hit the subscribe button so that you will be notified when future episodes launch. And together we can be equipped and compelled to share the best news we have as believers of Jesus with those who have yet to hear.